welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hey, this is Ali Ciardo and the Photo Field Notes podcast. And first thing I need to start out by saying sorry, I need to apologize because last week I dropped the ball and I didn't post an episode. And here's what happened. I have kind of gotten to the point in the craziness of summer here where I I have a bunch of recordings planned, a lot of interviews planned for the month of August. And beyond that, I've been kind of just like posting each week separately. I've not been good about batching because I ran out of all my batch stuff, total honesty. And what happened was I had, I was planning to go out of town for the entire week. My parents bought a cottage on Lake Michigan and every single year we go with two, well, it started out with two friends. It was us and a married couple and we would go to a different lake house or cottage. We were pregnant the first year. Me and my friend both do basically around the same time. Our daughters are 10 days apart. And so this was our sixth year where um, Jess and Paul and me and Jeff all go to a lake house together. Now we have eight of us because we each have two kids. So there's two families of four all staying together. It's a ton of fun. We love to just disconnect. And actually this house doesn't even have my phone doesn't even work. It's so remote. So I was planning to fully turn off and I was getting everything prepped and I was doing great. And it came to where I had my last day fully planned out basically to the hour where I knew that the podcast was going to be the last thing that I did, get it up, get it going. And then here's what happened. I got an email from my daughter's daycare that said the school carnival was that day. And I apparently missed that there was a carnival that day completely missed it and it said something along the lines of your kid can't go from activity to activity unless you're there and I just thought okay what are my priorities as much as I don't want to leave my work day early when I pay $120 a day for daycare I know that my kid is going to notice if I'm not there to take her room to room so I left at 3 30 totally through just said screw the podcast it's not going out this week I'm spending time with my kids And sure enough, a week later, my four-year-old turned to me and she said, Mommy, do you remember when you came to my school for the carnival? And I was like, all right, like it's worth it. I have to spend time with my kids and I have to make my priorities work. And so I got everything else done, but the podcast totally slipped through. And so here's the thing. (laughs) Today, I'm going to talk to you about why you should over-communicate with your clients. And I realized that that's kind of funny because I literally completely failed to communicate with you last week. Like, I did not post anything on Instagram. I did not send an email. I did not post an old episode. I did not do anything. But I want to talk to you about over-communicating and just generally communicating with your clients to create a better client experience. So I always talk about creating touch points when you're keeping in touch with your clients and you're making them think of you. You're using things like automated email series or snail mail or just generally like emails that come along at certain points in the client experience. But I've been going through an experience where I'm the client personally and it's really making me think about what it means to communicate with your clients. So I hired a contractor to do some work in our around our house. And the project started out really great, great communication, great back and forth, really built trust with this person, knew that this person would do a great job. And then originally the job was delayed by two weeks because of kind of outside circumstances. Totally no worries. The contractor communicated that to me. We're good to go. My expectations have been set. And then a problem came up that was kind of a big deal within our house and we weren't told about it. And so we start to, that that trust started to slip a little bit. 
And then another problem came up that we weren't really told about till the last minute. And then it kind of became this thing where we don't know from day to day if that contractor is even going to show up or not. We don't even know when the job's going to be done. We're not getting anything. Sometimes they'll randomly come at a random time that's not convenient for us, or they just won't come at all, or they'll say they're coming and they don't come. And so now we're to the point where we're very frustrated. And we were supposed to have the project done a month ago. And I'm not hearing what's up. And so I'm realizing, you know, it's one thing if maybe this contractor is overbooked, maybe this contractor is running into outside situations that are making things hard, but ultimately I don't know. And it's making me realize that communication is so key, even if things go wrong. So here's what I think. I think the general public doesn't want to leave you a bad review if you are a business owner and something goes wrong, they, they don't want to leave you a bad review. If you show up and you show that you are really trying your best or you're communicating what's going on, even if things go wrong, they don't want to leave you a bad review. It's when you ignore them or you set expectations so high and then you underdeliver. that's when they really start to get angry with you. So the key is communication. Whether the experience is good or bad for your client, the more you communicate, the more likely they are to connect with you and to trust you. So even if things do go wrong, they're less likely to leave that bad review. And if things go great, they're going to love you even more. So just take a minute to go through your own workflow and really think about when you're communicating with your clients from the time that they contact you through the time when the final products are delivered and even beyond that. Do you have a private Facebook group that's only for your clients? Do you send out tips to prep your clients for their session or for their wedding? Or do you help them with their outfits or whatever little things to make sure it's personalized to them? Or for me, if a couple fills out my questionnaire and I get an email that the questionnaire is ready. So this is like weddings specifically. They filled everything out. It's ready. And I have to put together my final notes, but I'm busy. I've already blocked off my schedule. I know what I'm getting done that day. And I don't want to drop everything to do it that day. But I don't ignore them because then they're going to be like, hey, did you get that email? Did you see that I filled it out? What do I do now? What's going to be next? So what I do is I just email them and I say, hey, thanks for filling out that questionnaire. I scheduled a time to put your final notes together. It's going to happen on this day at this time. That's the time that I am going to focus on you. So look for another email from me then. So I send a lot of kind of those stay tuned emails just to make sure that clients know yes, the ball is in my court and I'm going to work on it and this is when I'm going to work on it so that they know I'm thinking of them, they know I'm going to take care of it and they know that it's on my list and when. So other things for communication. I will text my clients the day of either session or the wedding. Just let them know I'm thinking of them, that I know that the session is happening or that the wedding, of course, is happening. The last thing that I want to do is get an email from a client where they're like, are you still doing this? Is this still a thing? Are we still on? Because they haven't heard from me and it's been so long. And quick story that is related to this from last week. So I normally will text the bride on the morning of the wedding and I'll say just like congratulate or you know happy wedding day congratulations looking forward to seeing you at this time blah 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 Um, and in this case I had two associate photographers photographing weddings for me while I was out of town so remember I was out of town I had no cell phone service so I could have basically to get online so I was getting online once a day to get online I had to connect through Jeff Jeff had service through AT&T. I did not through Verizon. So I had to connect through his phone as a hotspot. And then I could send messages through like my iPhone message, message, text messenger thing. And so 
I could have done that and I should have done that. I should have still gotten up that morning, turned on his phone and sent out those texts to both of my brides. On the one day that I didn't do that, this is what happened. I was down at the beach and I knew what time both of my associate weddings were starting. And I just like that confirmation like, yep, they're there. We're good to go. You can relax. All set. So I turned on my phone and connected it to Jeff's just to like check in, text everybody, be like, hey, check, um, text Jeff's phone when you get there. Make sure everything's good. And But I hadn't sent the text to the couples, to the brides. Well, I turn on my phone at like 2.15, knowing that the second wedding, one has already gotten there. The second wedding, the associate is supposed to arrive at 3, officially starting at 3. At 2.15, I have a voicemail from the mother of the bride, and it is my worst nightmare. She basically says, hey, Allie, this is the mother of the bride, and I just want to let you know that the associate photographer's name, who was supposed to be here at 2 o'clock, hasn't arrived yet, and we're ready to start, so we just want to know where she is. And my heart absolutely sank. Even though I knew she wasn't supposed to be there until three, I thought, oh my gosh, what happened? Did I screw this up? What has happened? I sprinted to the house. I was completely out of breath. I connected my computer through Jeff's phone, double-checked everything because I knew it was three o'clock, confirmed that it was three o'clock, and then used his phone to call her. And once I called her, you know, like caught my breath, called her, it was all fine. But all I had to do was send that text message that morning to say, hey, happy wedding day. We're so excited to be a part of your wedding. She's going to be there at three o'clock. You know, just just say that. And even though most couples are going to know what time you're coming, occasionally there's going to be that crazy situation. And they apologize later and they said, so sorry. We were just so caught up in things. We got confused and the guys were ready and we just basically forgot because I failed to communicate that with them again. I was like, yep, send the schedule. We're all set to go. Everything's good. I should have communicated it that morning so that they were 100% good to go because they had other things on their mind. So if texting's not your thing, send an email, but just something to kind of say, hey, I'm thinking of you. Or like the day before, I'm thinking of you. Just a reminder, I'm going to see you at this time because it puts them at ease. Think about how you feel as a client when you get a message like that. Even if it's like, yeah, I already knew that, you still feel good getting that message because it confirms to you that that person that you hired is thinking of you, is a great business owner, and is on top of things. But on the flip side to my fail, this place where I failed, I the thing that I did well with communication with clients was before I left on my vacation, I made sure that everyone who I was actively working with knew that I was going to be out of town on family vacation and I wasn't going to really have service. So a few people had ordered albums and I let them know the exact date that they could expect that I was going to send them those album designs. And then when I got back, I put those in my calendar for that time, made them a priority so that I was sticking to my promise. So I said, hey, I'm gonna be gone on family vacation for this from this date to this date, but I have you on my calendar on this date and I am planning to work on your album design then. So expect an email from me then. And then nobody was annoyed instead of being like, oh, okay, you know, no one's gonna say that. They're all just like, hey, yeah, enjoy your vacation. Thanks for letting me know, no rush at all. And then I put up an out of office and I said, I'm going to be gone for the week. I'm going to check an email once a day. I'll respond to urgent emails and that everything else is going to get a response when I'm back in the office. And a lot of times I do this even on the days when I'm out during the week because I'm off on Mondays and Thursdays with my girls because I tend to work a lot on Saturdays and evenings. 
And that's also all over my contact form and my hours are listed everywhere. So here's another example. I had a potential client call on Monday and in her voicemail, she said, I see that you're out of the office on Mondays, so call me when you're available. I think I had it in my voicemail too. So it's pretty much everywhere. So if somebody calls me, they know the expectation that I'm not going to call them. If they call me on a Saturday or a Sunday or even a Monday, I'm not calling them back most likely until Tuesday. So, okay, back to other areas where you should be communicating and over-communicating. After the session or the wedding, are you reminding them what's coming next? When photos are almost ready, are you letting them know? And if you're not getting what you need from them, are you asking them? Are you reminding them? Or are you just like, oh, shoot, this client never sent me what I needed. Oh, well, just move on. So, again, go through your workflow. Think about every single touch point that you have count them, like literally list them out and count them. For my wedding clients, I have about 30 different touch points on average. It's obviously going to change a little bit based on the client and different questions that they have. And a lot of those are automated. A few of those are simple inspiration catalogs where I pop them in the mail. I write a quick handwritten note, but every single communication point helps to build that relationship. So you want to anticipate the stressors that they might have. You want to be there to reassure them. I'm thinking of you. I know our session is coming up and I'm excited. I know you're excited to see your photo soon and I'm working on them. Or maybe even post a story on Instagram to show behind the scenes so they can get excited that you're editing their photos. And obviously adapt this to how you want to communicate. So if you don't like your clients texting you, then don't text them or tell them, tell them directly how you like to communicate. So for me, I put up an auto message on Facebook to direct people who message me through Facebook to go email me instead. It basically says, this is an automated email or this is an automated message. I don't check this. Go email me here if you want to get through because I don't want to be checking client mail in multiple places and missing messages. So that's just like a form of automatic communication. And then sometimes I really honestly wish that I could do the same thing with text messages because so, I mean, it's still going to happen. Like I do text my clients occasionally. I usually don't text them until the day of the wedding. So I'm not necessarily sending that expectation from the beginning Um, or I'll email I'll email them the day of the session and then I will text them the day of the wedding because I don't think they're going to be on their email. But occasionally I will have people text me late at night and there's no such thing as an automated like out of office text. It's actually, I looked into it. It's like not even legal to do, which is annoying. But by not responding until the next morning, basically I'm teaching them that that's the case. So anyway, as an apology to being kind of aloof last week and not not telling you where I was. Uh, And to go along with this episode, I decided that I'm going to give away one of my Bride Guide Autopilot email series. So this is the series that I set up in MailChimp so that when a couple books a wedding, the bride automatically gets an email from me. It's once a week for like three months with quick tips and it sets expectations to help her prep for her wedding photography. And it's things like what to do if it rains. So now all my brides show up prepared if it's raining on the wedding day. It's things like what I'm looking for in my photo location. So now my brides and my grooms, they trust me instead of saying like, what about going over here? They're like, I trust you. I know that you know what you're looking for. So anyway, it's three months about, it's three months of emails. It's such a great relationship and trust builder. And it really makes a huge difference with all those little things that you wish would run just a little bit smoother on the wedding day or things that you wish your couples would do or know. So the Bride Guide Autopilot email series is $77 in my shop on photofieldnotes.com. But... I'm going to give it away to one of you for free, and here's how you can enter. First off, everyone on my email list is already automatically entered. So if you're not on the email list, you can go to photofieldnotes.com, join the email list, and that is an automatic entry. 
And then you can also enter over on Instagram if you go to at photo field notes. So go there, look for the post about the giveaway and see, you'll see the details over there on how to enter. And I'll be sharing the winner on my email list on Thursday, August 9th. So if you're listening to this before Thursday, August 9th at noon Eastern time, you still have time to enter to win the guide. So it's been a huge help in my business. I'm definitely excited to share it with one of you and um, go check those, go check those details out. (laughs) So last note, if you have found this podcast enjoyable or inspiring, you can go over to photofieldnotes.com and you can click on subscribe in iTunes to subscribe to get all the future episodes. And then I'd also love it if you left a quick review to help other people find the podcast when they're searching iTunes for something to listen to. You don't even have to say anything. You can just click a quick star rating. So if you think it's worth five stars, I would love that. That's a huge help for me. And um, I hope that you will be back here next week to listen to the next episode. I will see you then. Take care. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.